Welcome to the Audio Road Network. It's time for questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. The show is all about the business of trucking. We're live Monday through Friday, midnight Eastern. Call 646-595-4967. Your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We are here live tonight pick up the phone you might be able to grab an open line they're starting to fill up fast dial quick 88 88 road dog we're going to get to those calls in just a little bit sounds like my voice might hold up it's a little rough finished up the uh mid-america truck show on saturday i did a lot of speaking and talking there and uh you know, I did seminars every day. I did appearances. Um, as usual, I do a lot of talking uh, during that show. I had really, really good crowds in the seminars this year. And I don't mean just a lot of people. I did have a lot of people. But really good quality people, good questions, good interaction. I got to meet some of the people afterwards and answer some more questions. And I was um, very pleased. It's... You know, I did my first seminar ever at the Mid-America Truck Show back in 1999, I believe, Um, 98 or 99, and I attended my first trucking seminar at the Mid-America Truck Show, I believe, in 1990 or 91, so... Uh, a lot of history at that show. I've been up on that stage many, many times, but I always enjoy that part of it going back. show's busy. It's always uh, a difficult three days for me. It's very busy. I did get out of there and uh, start heading west. So my goal was to make it into the mountain time zone before tonight's show, which I managed to do. I'm in Colorado Springs. I will be heading to Albuquerque tomorrow, and I'm going to hang out in Albuquerque for uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Write this down so you don't forget. Put a reminder on your phone, your computer, your device, whatever it might be. Wednesday and Thursday, I will be doing my show for three hours in the afternoon in the Free Wheeling time slot. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'd love to have you join me. It'll give me lots of time to answer questions. Um, I forget what that time slot is exactly. 11 to 2, I believe, Eastern time. Uh, So I'm going to park in Albuquerque for that, get settled in, and uh, put a reminder. I'd love to have you join me for that. Wednesday and Thursday. In the free Wheeland time slot, I will be doing my show for three hours, both days. So I'm looking forward to that. Once I wrap that up, I will be heading out to Palm Desert, California for a couple weeks. And I'll be doing uh, the TIA, which is the big broker event for the year. So I'm looking forward to that as well. 
I'm going to get to some phone calls. We are off to Pennsylvania to get started. Adam, welcome to the program. Uh, hello, Kevin. How are you? Good. What can I help you with tonight? I'm interested in Brokerage and was wondering, um, do you teach that through your university or how do you go about that? I, I don't. Um, you know, I try to teach things that I have lots of experience and lots of research in. And I did do some brokering for about a year, but it was back in the 90s. So I'm really, you know, I work with a lot of brokers, but I, it's been a long, long time since I've worked as a broker. Uh, we are talking about possibly working with some good experienced brokers and building a course. We're getting pretty good at building the courses, but um, we have several others we have to finish first. There are some broker schools, some training schools, some online, some live. Um, I will tell you the guy that when I decide I want to do something, I, I like to go all in. So when I decided I wanted to be a broker, I, I looked around for a school. I actually found one way back then uh, in the early 90s, and I went and attended it, and that guy is still around. Uh, when I took it, he was in Wisconsin. He is in Arizona now. If you have something to write with or if you can hit record, I'll I'll give you his name. And if you Google his name. Uh, I got it here, sir. Okay. It's Dave Dwinell, and I believe it's spelled D-W-Y-N-E-L-L. That'll, that'll get you close enough. If you Google Dave Dwinell and Broker, uh, you'll see all the stuff that he offers for training. Okay, appreciate that, sir. Now, um, I did find another one, and I'm not sure if you ever heard of this gentleman's name. Uh, his name is Scott Woods from Pine, Tennessee. It doesn't sound familiar. No, it doesn't mean anything, but um, look it up real quick and see if anything looks familiar. Uh, yeah, you know, I, it, it'd be hard for me to say that one is better than another. I do know that, um, you know, Dave's obviously been around a long time. If I took his class back in the early 90s, he's been doing this a very long time. Right. Uh, and he was good back then. I learned a okay. lot from him. I was glad I glad I took the course. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this. Um, you know, it'd be hard to say. This could be a great course. I just don't know. Okay. Um, this is Dave Dwinell. Um, just Google it and it'll come up. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, he might want to throw the word broker in there, but uh, it, you'll find it pretty easy. Let me can actually do it while we're sitting here. Um, maybe I have the name wrong. Like I say, it's been a... Okay. Yeah, uh, let me check this because I think I can give you an easy website to go to that's his. I'm just going to make sure this is his. Uh believe it's loadtraining.com. Yep, that's his. And he does his classes in uh, Phoenix, North Carolina, uh, Illinois, California, Texas, Georgia, Florida, New York. So he's got a whole calendar on there. Uh, and this is him. So it's, it's loadtraining.com. Loadtraining.com. 
Okay, great. I appreciate that, sir. You're welcome. Anything else I can help you with? That way there, I'll get a hold of him. No, sir, that'll be it. I appreciate everything you do for us out there. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to Montana. Michael, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How are you doing? Long time, no talk. Well, great to have you here. What's on your mind tonight? I was your last caller on... Yeah, I was your last caller on Friday evening, and then I lost signal. I was coming down uh, over Lookout Pass there in Montana. Oh, yeah, you just disappeared right out it's, of the uh, blue. Yeah, I, I, would, I, I didn't even get finished to tell you all the things I had done on, but I was listening back to y'all talk a little bit after that. Uh, you were talking about getting the dial indicators to check the run out on the uh, spindles and the bearings and everything, which I had done all of that also which they had all checked out to uh, point zero 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 one one thousandths of an inch. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I put the truck in the uh, Freightliner at Portland, Oregon, and they did all kinds of EVA sensor tests and all that stuff, which was pointing everything to the engine. Then they come to find out they did a compression check and found out my number six cylinder had like 40 PSI, which is supposed to be at 95, 96, what they were saying. So they ended up ordering a new head. They put a new head on and had my truck there for 15 days. And, you know, I get it back. I still got the same issue. It's not as bad with the shaking and wobbling. Um, But my power loss is still the same on the heels. And actually, now my fuel mileage is a lot worse than it had ever been. Wow. Boy, this just gets more complicated with every sentence. Um... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're, we're heading in the you wrong know, the, direction. They found that the rear axle plates were mounted backwards. Then the carrier bearing was gone. That's all been replaced and, and put right. Has so a, after all that, I, did they did they check the driveline angles? That was the one thing I heard you say. That I, I'm not sure you said something about measuring it or leveling it out or something like that. Well, there's a procedure to to measure those angles correctly. And, and any uh-huh. good shop should know that procedure to measure that driveline angle. Now, I believe that's what, when they, when they installed those plates backwards, that probably screwed up the angle. That will wipe out a carrier bearing. But I would, Correct. It was like they told me that was a nine-degree pitch difference on the uh, yeah, drive shaft, which that, set that whole rear axle at a different degree. So my guess now is that there's probably other damage from having that angle so far out of whack. So yep. what you need... Yeah, do, uh, do I you ever the get, today. Oh, go ahead. Well, you know what? Let me do this. Let me get to a break. I'm going to come back. I've got another idea for okay. you. So let me get to a break. We'll come right back. We'll talk about that right after this. Stick around. Dial us up. 8888-ROAD-DOG. Kevin Rutherford. We'll be right back.
Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes, then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. I was talking with Michael in Montana. Um, Michael, do you ever get to the Denver area? Yes, I do. There is a shop just north of Denver, um, uh. Western Truck Parts, but they have a driveline shop there. 
I would probably get it to okay. them. They do a really good job on drive line. It's what they focus on. They'll inspect all the components. I have a feeling, you know, you may have a yoke or something else that got damaged because of that extreme angle. The angles might not be right. I, I think I would stay focused right there because that seems like that's where the problem was. Okay. Um, well, at Portland there at the Freightliner, they did. I, I made them. I told them, pull that rear drive line and check that bearing where that flange connects to the front, that front rear shaft. Yeah. Where that, that yoke is. Because when they were changing out my carrier bearing, they had showed me there was a little bit of movement on that rear one. Right. Going into the front rear axle on the back of the pumpkin there. And they pulled it at the shop and checked the bearing because I told them I thought I had internal, maybe through shaft or inner bearings inside that that were tore up. And they pulled it and checked it, and they said everything was fine, that it was all within Freightliner specs yes, see, for the that, movement. I hate that phrase. And dealers are really, really, really good. I don't like good. it because it leaves it so open. Right. <laughs> the dealers are really good at using that phrase. It's within specs so what it's wrong correct your specs leave too much slop if this component is almost out of spec and this component is almost out of spec and this component and you add the three up we have a problem correct yep so i would skip the dealer yeah i'd call to give them a report today yeah Yeah, I, i don't i don't want to go back to them anymore but I'm kind of worried about my uh, horsepower, you know, loss of power now. Well, They so, told me when they replaced the head that, that would, I would notice a significant difference in power in this truck when they replaced that. Because obviously I've been operating it for three years with no number six working right. Uh, well, I don't know if we know that for sure. We don't know when or what yeah. might have went wrong. But here's what I would do. Hey, this is where you can really get off into the weeds. Um, I would focus yeah. on this vibration first and not start chasing a new problem yet. And when it's time Correct. to chase that problem, I'd still skip the dealer and I'd get to a good engine shop. Yeah, okay. The, All right, so what's the name of that place there in Denver? You said Western... It's, uh, it's Western Truck Parts. It's actually in Henderson, Colorado. Okay. Just Western. North, yeah, truck Western parts. Truck Parts, just north of Denver. Great shop. Okay. I was actually looking them up. <laughs> yeah. Or not them, but I was actually looking for a place while I was in Denver on my way to Portland ah. with this problem. Yeah, it, <laughs> Because I had delivered right there in Loveland. Yeah, Bruce uh, Bruce Mallinson from Pittsburgh Power introduced me to them when um, when I was living out in Denver. So I spent some time at their shop. They did some driveline work on one of my uh, gliders. Some cust- they they converted one of my gliders from a tandem axle to a single axle. Did a beautiful job on it. They built the uh, transmission for the first signature glider we built. So. Great shop. Look them up. I think they will get you taken care of. Let's head off to New York. Mike, welcome to the program. Hi. What can I help you with tonight? Hello? 
Hey, I have a couple of questions. I was curious on um, your take on the difference and which is better, a, a 2014 ISX-15 or a 2015 ISX-15? You know, with the ISX, we've had some problems uh, historically, and the newer designs seem better. I, I'm not right up to date on, like, the... Uh, the CM numbers on those, but but my philosophy on that engine, if you're going to go with the ISX, I would go with newer. So I would have to lean towards the 15. 15 model. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at a new truck, and uh, they got 2014 models and 2015 models, and I thought that they worked out all the bugs in the 15 models, and the 14 still had bugs. But I, the dealer told me no, but you never, never believe them. Yeah, exactly. My next question was, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't necessarily believe the dealer unless I have three other people verify it. Correct. That's why I was calling and asking you. The next question was, if I wanted to, um, I'm looking at buying a second truck. That's why I'm asking you about that. And putting a driver in the truck I'm currently in. Would I have to go through the whole employee W-2 thing, or can I just, like, pay them and 1099 them at the end of the year? So how long have you owned the truck you're in? Uh, This one I'm in, I've owned uh, five years now. Okay, so you feel like you're ready to put a drive. Have you ever had drivers before? No, uh uh-uh. Yeah, it's... It would be uh, the first time. I, you know, how you pay them, I can come back to. That's not nearly as important as... I, I, I will say this is the craziest trucking environment I have seen in 32 years. I've never seen rates this good. I've never seen so much excitement in the industry. Freight looks great. Doesn't look like anything is going to slow that down. The other thing I'm seeing, though, and and we've been talking about a driver shortage for many, many, many years... It's going to get worse than ever. If you don't have some really unique proposition for a driver, like you can get them home weekly, you can pay them really well because you have really good paying freight or both, I would think long and hard about adding a second truck. I'm leased on to a pretty good carrier, so I mean, I can get freight from there. Well, pretty uh, good. Landstar, hold, so, you know. well, well, that helps. Landstar is one of the carriers I really like working with. But if you had, if you could put together a dedicated route, which I know is pretty possible over there if you work at it, and you can put somebody on a right. schedule and get them home pretty often, those things are going to make all the difference. If you've got a guy out there just running around general freight, you're just kind of like everybody else and everybody's fighting for that same driver so just give that some thought put a lot of effort into really making the job something a little unique and different get them home often pay them well um the pay is interesting i was thinking about 50 percent of the profits for the pay like after the fuel and tolls and maybe like 200 set aside for maintenance just split the profit 50 50 uh, I, so I'm I thinking, hate, you know, they should be able to make about 15 or more. I hate those systems. I hate paying that way. I think it's an awful idea. Because for one, okay. well, here's, here's part of the problem. 
define profit for me clearly. What gets deducted before we call it profit? You even said, well, we're going to set some aside for maintenance. It gets really ugly and messy. There's no good, clear way. Okay. I would just pick, and drivers, people, just in general, but drivers even more so, when the pay is not clear, they will feel like they're being cheated okay. somewhere. So I, I wouldn't go with kind of a messy, convoluted method of paying. I mean, if anything, if you wanted to do a percentage, I would do a percentage off the gross revenue. Okay. Or just mileage and so be done with it. Or, or if you wanted... percent or... Well, I don't want to get into the percentages because I would have to see numbers yeah. and I would have to do a lot of work. Here's another thought. There are a couple carriers that are trying this. It's been talked about. This is really thinking outside of the box, and it's taking some risk. But I would be very tempted in today's environment to pay a driver by the hour. Okay. And it's a risk. There's no question. And But that, yeah. that that's kind of the way I think. I like to think outside of the box, but I would also be very, very careful about who I hired. Because it's e- it would be easy well, to yeah, take advantage kind of, of somebody, right? Yeah, and you know there are people that that would appreciate that and would work hard not to take advantage of the hourly rate. There are other people that would milk the clock for everything that they could get. That's where you take the risk right. in hiring the right person. But those are the kind of ways I'd be thinking. Let me. Uh, Let me get to a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the W-2 versus the 1099. This is a very interesting conversation right now, this issue. I've been dealing with this issue forever. The answer used to be very clear. The answer is not quite so clear anymore, and I'll tell you why when we get back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. What is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. 
Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com. Or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes, then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, have you heard? We have an app to make listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free, it's simple, it does one thing, and it does it really well. Download the app, open it, and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health, and more. Listen live, listen anytime, and never miss a show again. To find it, search your app store for Audio Road. One word, that's Audio Road. It's one more way we help you master the journey. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. We're going to get right back to the phones. I was talking with Mike in New York. So, Mike, um, this is a topic I've been talking about for a very, very long time. Um, And it used to be really clear. There's two issues here. One, what's the correct way to pay somebody based on the IRS regulation? And two... How does it affect the driver? Well, this used to be a pretty clear issue because if we look at the IRS rules for who can be an independent contractor and who has to be an employee, it's clear. You put somebody in that truck, they're an employee. Right. So that's number one. Number two is how does it affect the driver? Well, it used to affect the, the driver very negatively. The driver had to pay all of their own Social Security and Medicare. They didn't have any workers' comp. They didn't have any unemployment. There, there was no upside for the driver. Well, that's changed. That, so now we have the regulations, which eh, not all that 
worried about because it's the IRS. They haven't enforced this stuff for years. Um, So we could set that aside. How does it affect the driver? In 2018, with the new tax law change, there's actually an advantage to the driver now. Now they get to claim their per diem, which they don't as a company driver. That's a big deduction. They still get their new, you know, double standard deduction, and they get that 20% pass-through deduction. So all of that more than makes up for the fact that they have to pay half of their Social Security and Medicare. So the driver actually comes out ahead tax-wise. And we have a lot of employees in all kinds of industries that are actually going to their employers now and asking to be paid as an independent contractor. So the issue really has changed. It's still not technically correct. Technically, they are an employee by the rules. But the IRS, one, they don't enforce this. And two, there's something called a safe harbor clause. Even if the IRS does decide to enforce it on you, you have a safe out by saying, but everybody in the industry does it, so I thought it was okay. And they give you a slap on the wrist and say, okay, just don't ever do it again. And that's all there is to it. All right. So 1099, I think that's probably easier. Oh, it's much easier. Uh, to be honest. It's but, much yeah. easier, and it saves you a um, ton of money. Because if you call them an employee, right. you have to pay half of the Social Security right. and Medicare, but right. you also get hit pretty hard with workers' comp. That's, the, that's one of the bigger ones. So I, I'm, I'm still a little mixed on this. Like I said, the tax law changes has made this issue a little muddier than it used to be. Let's go to Georgia. Sean, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How's it going, man? Good. What can I help you with? Hey, I'm actually just about to get out of a lease, uh, and I was curious because I was getting paid about a dollar three a mile plus a, a adjustment, not a fuel surcharge, and it was with Dart. Uh, you know, and and I'm and I'm and I'm really yeah, I kind of just jumped into it to see if I would like it, see if it was a little more than what I wanted if this was a little overwhelming for me i've only been doing it four years um and i wanted to see what you thought i mean i I was really looking into your program i got a buddy that got me turned me on to you four years ago and and he was telling me to do it and i wanted to ask you on your on your what was it two weeks ago i think your your audio thing started yeah, we did our. Th- and it was what's the cost of that? We did our third class today. That that sixteen week course, all the materials, the webinars, everything is four twenty five. Uh, but once we start a class, okay. then then registration is closed. So we just did week three. That means we've got thirteen weeks left. And then I take a month off, and then we'll launch another live class. But all of that same material. Now, you don't get the live webinars. You don't get to ask me you know, questions an hour and a half every week. But all of the same material that I teach is, in a, is available in a physical program that you can buy and work through the material yourself. 
Okay. So if you wanted to, one of the and, possibilities and got, is buy the physical program, work, start working through the material, and then you could still take the class when it comes around next time. Okay. And, and what do you what do you think about the lease? I mean, I, I'm not getting the full um, fuel surcharge as a as a lease slash owner operator it's still their truck it's their it's their authority their mc number and so on so i was kind of curious that you know with a dollar to a mile plus an adjustment that is a variable you know one month one i don't know how often they change it i think it was like every two to three weeks it would go from like 19 to 20 and then it would go to 16.9 and i was like Okay. Well, there's nothing I can do about it, but they they take some of the fuel surcharge money. Well, you know, I don't care what companies take or pay. Or all I care about is the what I'm getting. I don't care what they call it, how they calculate it. So let's let's forget what they did and let's just look at the real numbers. The biggest number I heard you say on that adjustment was twenty cents. So I'll use the biggest number. That puts you at a dollar twenty-two. That is a horrendous rate in today's world that that's awful it's garbage it it really is so not only is the rate horrible you don't own the truck they could cancel it at any time they're not going to because in a lease like this they're basically hiring you as slave labor i mean those are just horrible numbers in today's world so I, I, i i don't like lease purchase plans period i don't even care how much they pay for a lot of reasons, people will come to me and they, they'll say, because I've been speaking out against these plans for decades, and it's well known that I don't like them. I've put out all the reasons. I could talk about it for hours. But somebody will come to me and they'll say, I've read your material. I've looked over everything. I know every reason why you don't like these plans, but I found a good one. It doesn't have all those things you don't like. And I'll say, stop right there. Maybe you did find a good one. There are some. But let's think about something else. Why do you want to sign this instead of just going and buying your own truck? And the answer is always the same. Well, I don't have any money and I don't have any credit. That, that's always the answer. Because if you had money and credit, you'd be far better off just to go buy your own truck. You can do anything you want with it. So my answer to that is, if you don't have any money and you don't have any credit, and that's the reason you're going to sign this. Do you really think that's a good time to be in business? Good point. Yes, sir. I know what. Yeah, I, I already know. I know what the answer is. I know what that. You know, I know what you mean. So my course, and people find this interesting. It's a 16 week course. We don't talk about trucks till week 10. Week one's week. Yeah, and I saw all your advertisements. On yeah. your Facebook page. Yeah, weeks one through nine is all about money and business, getting you ready to be in business. There's the other problem with the lease purchase plans. They'll sign up anybody that can fog a mirror. No qualifications, no training, no nothing. You just sign here, the truck's yours, we'll run you till you're out of money, and then we'll take whatever money you had, and we'll turn around and lease the truck back to somebody else. That's the model. 
My model is everybody who's willing to put in the work could succeed at this. They just need to know what the work is. And I spend, like I said, almost 10 weeks getting people ready to just start talking about the truck side of things. Right. And, and the thing is, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm really looking, on average, I got I got somebody else that I know I'm good friends with that did a authority, out of, he lives in, in Oregon, but he has authority, or it did something, I can't remember what it's called, a, 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 yeah, he did his LLC through Nevada. That's a mistake. So don't copy people that are doing Why? the wrong thing. Because now he has to deal with an LLC in Nevada and a corporation or an LLC in Oregon where he lives and operates the business. Small businesses should always file their LLC in the state they operate out of. Otherwise, they have two states to deal with, two filings to do every year, and two fees to pay. And most states charge you more to, to run what's called a foreign corporation in that home state. See, these are the kind of business things that people don't learn. They just keep copying what somebody else did, not knowing why. I try to teach people the right way to do these things. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. for the 2018 CMC Live Seminar, the biggest, baddest educational event dedicated to the trucking industry. This event takes place September 17th through the 21st at the Mid-America Center in Council Bluffs, Iowa. This five-day seminar focuses solely on the unique challenges and opportunities that truck drivers face every day, not only on the job, but in all facets of life. Learn from the industry's top leaders, network with fellow drivers, and start running more effective and profitable businesses. Spots are filling up fast. Don't miss this opportunity to take action on your business, your life, and your future. Together, we can help you master the journey. Register online at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL with any questions. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio Audio Road Road listener, what What is is your profit profit per mile? mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. 
get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel Gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. I'm going to get right back to some phone calls. We're off to North Dakota. Tony, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. I've got a question about an oil sample. Okay, go ahead. Please uh, should have sent it over there to you. Um, those last two samples on that... Uh, my wear metals is fairly high, and the pin is high, and they are saying that bearing wear, and this is a fairly new engine. I got about 125,000 on the engine. Should I be concerned about what's going on there? Yeah, I, I'm concerned about a few things. Nothing that, you know, it's not like we're going to wipe out an engine, but I, I would definitely be doing something. I would get proactive. Um, the biggest problem I see in the last two samples is that the soot has gone through the roof. And the N14 is typically a very clean burning engine. Um, at, 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 with an N14, I look for the soot to be less than 0.1. Yours is 3.1. Um, and it's been climbing. So well, we're... Uh... Go ahead. We went from working in Oklahoma to North Dakota, and uh, we've, you know, cold temperatures, we've idled 24 hours a day since the first of the year. Yeah, that, that could have something oh, to do with it, but I still think that my guess is, has anybody reset the overhead since this was built? Well, we've been in there three times since it was built, put two injectors in. Ah. Just one at a time. So uh, maybe I ought to get the overhead ran again on it. Something is not right in the top end of this engine. Or, I mean, that's where I would start since it's a new build. Um, the other things that could always cause high soot would be uh, exhaust restriction. I kind of doubt we have any of that going on. Uh, intake. Uh, well, this 
the somebody had replaced the factory muffler on this thing, and it's got a little short one, okay. and it's got the side pipes on it, so it's not a very good flow-through muffler. That could be part so of it. Would that be enough to cause the problem? No, it, it could be part of the problem. So what we might see is we might find two or three little problems that are adding up and making things worse. So... Um, the, the things that can cause this, um, exhaust restriction, intake restriction, leaking charger cooler, uh, bad injectors, um, overhead set incorrectly, problems with the ECM, but I, I don't want to go there yet. I would look at all the mechanical things first. Uh, this is never, it never has idle clues that we put the engine in here. It is just so, kind of a flutter and idle all the time. Something and about I've got a schedule to put a fast on it here uh, this week. Okay, something so, about this build uh, is is not right. Something about this engine is a little off, and it's probably going to take a good engine shop to track it down. Um, the soot is probably adding to the wear metals. The other thing I would clearly do, I would get this oil out of there. That it, it, we need. Well, a, I already changed it after I got that sample back. Okay, good, because we we need a clean start. Um, the wear metals are high. Um, there is some lead that probably, and the copper's climbing a little bit. That is an indication that we're starting to put some wear on those bearings. So, again, I don't want, you know, it's not time to panic, but clearly something about this engine is not right. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. I just, I, so I, I think you're going to need... get it to Pittsburgh, I suppose, huh? That, that would be where I would be headed for, yes. Okay. Well, I will get a hold of them and... Be about getting up there. Yeah, that that sounds like a plan. I, I think it just needs somebody that will take the time to really go through and troubleshoot what's going on. It could be multiple problems, and, and for a lot of shops, they'll just keep chasing it. And in the meantime, again, I don't want to panic you, but we are starting to see some wear metals in that oil. So let's take a look. We'll see what the next sample looks like, but I, I wouldn't wait. Um, there is some some fuel dilution still. There might still be some injector issues, and that soot is um, it, it's concerning, no doubt, especially for an engine that normally burns so clean. Let's go to Illinois. Dan, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing tonight? Good. What's on your mind? You hear me okay? Yeah. Oh, I had a couple questions for you. The first question was, um, gee, I, I'm a company driver with the company and stuff, and I was wondering, because, I mean, I kind of like to be able to, you know, get real-time info on on my fuel mileage and be able to optimize my fuel mileage the best I can so I'll be able to get my uh, my fuel bonuses. Okay. Um, my question was, how does the skip um, how does the scan gauges hook up to the truck? Does it plug into the diagnostic port, or is it wired into the truck? Now, it plugs into the diagnostic port. So it was 
real easy forever. You know, you just plugged it in and set it up on the dash, and it worked. That was all you had to do. Now, with ELDs plugging into that port, it's gotten a little more challenging. There is a uh, a splitter that they make, so you plug the splitter into the diagnostic port, and then you get two ports. So if you have an ELD that needs to go in there, you can. Then the scan gauge can go into the other port. That would be the best solution if it's not your truck. I tell a lot of people, you know, if it's your truck, I prefer to actually hardwire the the scan gauge or the ELD in and then use the port for the other one. But, you know, the the option of the splitter is a good option as well. See, my my company has the ELD hardwired into the truck. Oh, well, if you... If you have the diagnostic port, the scan gauge is a 10-second install. You plug it into the port, you set it up on the dash, and you're done. Okay. Uh, what does the scan gauges run, and how would I go about getting it? I remember correctly, I believe it's 197 I keep a lot of information in my head, but prices are never one of them. I think it's 197 and you get it right on our website at letstruck.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I was curious about that, you know, because, you know, I want to, as I'm driving a brand new, uh, Cascadia and I mean, I'd like to be able to optimize fuel mileage the best I can get the best out of the truck as I can. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Most, so, most people uh, end it, up picking up about a half mile per gallon in the first 90 days. Really? Okay. Um, my other question was, um, I, I'm trying to eat a little healthier and stuff. Um, I, I'm trying to get, I'm, I'm getting away from the truck stop foods, um, starting to eat more vegetables and stuff like that and, uh, keep it and stuff like that. But my, um, and I mean, I'm, I'm actually starting to lose some weight, you know, I was, when I started out driving, I was about 250. I'm down to 203 since I started eating healthier. Good. But one of my questions, my other question was, what's the best way to stay healthy out, out on the road as far as, you know, food-wise, you know? Yeah, so, you know, I, I can talk about this for hours, but the single biggest thing to focus on is eating real food. Real food doesn't have an ingredient list. There's no ingredient list on a steak. There's no ingredient list on broccoli. There, you know, that's real food, meat and vegetables, and a little bit of fruit. If you don't have any blood sugar issues, a little bit of fruit won't hurt. But I would go easy on the fruit. Anything with an ingredient list um, is less healthy than something without one. That that's the big picture to keep in mind. Um, eat your own food as often so, as you possibly can. Stay away from processed. Absolutely, and and if you have to eat processed, okay. I try to keep. I try to buy processed food that has less than four ingredients, and I can, I can pronounce everything on the label, and I know what it is. But but for the most part, I eat food the way that it exists in nature: meat, vegetables little bit of fruit, lots of good, healthy fats. Uh, Don't stay away from the fat. Fat is really good for us. 
stay as, as, as much away from restaurants as you can. I realize it's a little more difficult to do on the road, but with planning and doing it over and over, you'll get better at it. But that's the single biggest key to health. It's not exercise. It's not low fat. It's eating real food. The fewer foods you eat with ingredient lists, the healthier you're going to be. It's really that simple. I'm all out of time. We will do it again tomorrow night. Don't forget, Wednesday and Thursday, I'll be doing my show in the free Wheeland time slot in the afternoon. I'd love to have you join me. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.